Praise the Lord. And welcome to IHAP Podcast. IHAP, I have a testimony. Hosted by me, Reverend Mario Inaira. The podcast is shares and goes over testimonies from the people of God. So join me as I speak with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that have influenced me and my Christian walk and see just how far God has brought us. Listen and be inspired and motivated by God's work in the lives of His people, by His grace and through His Word. again to IHOP podcast uh, and I just want to encourage you if you have an opportunity to check out the webpage at www.ihoppodcast.com it gives you all the content all the uh, all the uh, the uh, the connections to like Facebook to uh, to the Instagram to the Twitter feeds and it gives you uh, all the interviews also that you can listen on SoundCloud uh, and again I want to welcome you all to another session and I'm very uh, honored and pleased to have with me um, from Fontana, California, uh, Senior Pastor of Fountain of Truth Apostolic Church, uh, Pastor Samba Verde with me. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. Uh, again, one of the things, Pastor, that I usually get asked is, uh, what made you think of me uh, to interview? Uh, and one of the things, Pastor, I wanted to share with you was just the influence that you had in my life through your ministry. And uh, this is going back about 20 years or so, Pastor, uh, listening to your tape ministry uh, and, and getting a big influence and uh, direction in my life through that. And, and, and uh, one of the things that I've also noticed is your longevity uh, your, and your service to God and the years that you've served your local church and, and the Apostolic Assembly. And uh, not only just the time or the length of time of longevity, but also your production. And uh, in, in how you're producing, uh, uh, how you're producing uh, disciples through your ministry, and and that's that's really impressive, Pastor. And what I wanted to speak with you about, sir, was where was that starting point for you, Pastor? Where was uh, where was that journey beginning for you? Thank you, brother. First of all, for your kind words, and for uh, giving me this opportunity to share. Of course, um, you know. I was brought up in a Christian home. My my grandparents were were apostolic. Mm. Uh, came from the Baptist faith, uh, and and my father was a Baptist. But he started to debate the doctrinal points of the oneness and and the baptism in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was very intense, so much that he would beg his pastor to arm him with scriptures when the apostolicos would come over. This <laughs> happened in in Tijuana. Okay. And so his, his pastor, after a while, told him, just don't answer the door anymore. <laughs> and my father wasn't that type of a person. He said, what do you mean? If we have the truth, why mm. wouldn't I answer the door? So the, the Lord gave him the revelation of, of the name of Jesus. And so uh, one by one, they started to, um, to join the apostolic faith mm. and baptize. So uh, I was born uh, to, uh, to, in a family where... Where my father was immersed in the Word, he, mm. he was he was my Bible school. Mm. In fact, I, I have a master's degree in theology that mm. I that I acquired in 2012, just uh, just four years ago. Mm -hmm. But literally, he was my Bible my Bible school. Mm. Uh, so I always knew that the ministry 
you know, like Jeremiah, you know, from the from my mother's womb, uh, that I that I was gonna be uh, involved. Yeah. And so there was like a dual path here because as I grew up, uh, <laughs> history will show that I was the youngest superintendent, uh, Sunday school superintendent, at 12 years old, in wow. in the church of Gilroy where my dad pastored. All the ministers left. One died, and the other one moved, and the other one got angry or something. And so he put me as as a superintendent. Wow. So the first thing I did was ask my sister to take me to the Bible bookstore to kind of color things up with with streamers and buttons, and you know I kind of wanted to make it more creative. Mm-hmm. And at 14 years old, he uh, he put me to teach the ladies, the adult ladies class. Mm. I was 14. But he would sit me down on Saturday mornings, and and we would go over the old expositor, mm. you know, I mean the old one on that little very uh, inexpensive paper, uh-huh. a- and um, this was back in, goodness gracious, back in the '60s, uh, late '60s, early '70s. So he would, I would sit with him on Saturday. We would go over the lesson, and he would say, "If they ask you this, here's the answer. If they mm. ask you this, this is the scripture." And I used to have a photographic memory, so I could hear what he said, I would memorize it, and then I was able to regurgitate it the next day. (laughs) But that was my schooling. Mm. Now, at the same time, my dad was a huge influence. You know, I have a Mm. praying mother and my father that was just a great influence. And he would tell me, anything you want to do, you can do. Mm. And it's interesting when when you mentioned uh, in our previous talk that that you were... uh, fatherless at some point yeah you know that is so important for young men listening uh if, if they're if they're if they have a father to to honor and cultivate that relationship and if mm-hmm. they don't to find a mentor or a mm-hmm. father figure you know it's it's real easy to say god's our father but yeah. you need a father with with bones and skin on it you know yeah somebody will pat your back anyway my dad would say you can do whatever you want and, and what i really wanted to do was study medicine so in high school, I started taking college courses. I went to Stanford and took a few courses there. Wow. Through the through the explorers, you know, yeah. uh, we took anatomy and and so uh, when I graduated from high school, I came to UCSD, the the, the Univers- University of California, San Diego, mm-hmm. and uh, started studying biology there mm. and was immersed in that. That was my dream. I wanted I wanted to study medicine. Mm-hmm. So um, about a few months before graduation, maybe no, about yeah, about about a year before, at the end of my third year, the Lord just started changing things, mm. and uh, my father was my biggest obstacle to change. Even though he had been a pastor, he he would tell me the church will always be there, mm-hmm. finish your career, and so I was fighting with this because I had lost all the love. I went to preach a camp in Turner, Oregon. And uh, in that camp, I prayed, and I said, Lord, show me. I came back more confused. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you, you give God a week, you know, and, and he says, no, I'm going to take five years to, on this one. <laughs> so um, I was married at that time, and I came home, and I said, I, I, I lost all my love. Because mm. I used to love to study. I mean, I, I'd spent hours in the anatomy room dissecting cadavers and, you know, mm. the, just the things that, that medical students do or pre-medical students. So... My dad was the one that was that was fighting me. Mm. So one day I, I got to preach on a Thursday night in San Isidro, and he was very sick. He was he was close to death, mm. and uh, I preached my heart out. And what I didn't know is that he had parked the car outside, um, and and rolled down the window, and he he 
he had my mom drive him there to, to hear me preach. Mm. So after service, I went to the house to see him. And he said, son, he says, I, I release you. He says, God has something else for you. I, wow. I heard you preach. I said, you heard me preach? He says, yes. I was there in the car. So that was a very moving, a moving moment, but it was also a pivotal moment. Yeah. So I, um, I then went full blast, you know, with a, with a Christian academy there in San Isidro, and then went over to Houston a few months until in 1984, we got called to pastor, to pastor this church here. Wow. And so it was, it was kind of a, a, a dual, uh, uh, they were fighting, um, uh, passions, yes, you know? yes. but the ministry went out. Yes. You know? So I think I brought all that, what you need in the prof in the professional world, mm -hmm. in the medical world, and in, in the university world, what you need. I try to bring that to the church. Sure. And, yeah. And, and Pastor, one of the things, and I'm and I'm, I mean, it makes so so much sense now. Uh, you you preached what a while ago, Pastor. In my youth, you preached in Prescott, Arizona, for the Arizona Messengers of Peace. And I remember specifically this teaching that you brought. Uh, it stays so vividly in my heart and in my mind. And I still uh, gleam a lot of stuff from that and, and try to teach it to the young people today. But it was your uh, your lesson on Ruth and Boaz. And as, like I said, as a young man coming up and looking for direction and instruction through the Word of God, you just nailed it on the head, Pastor, about how a young man, what they should be looking for as far as for, uh, you know, how you should pray about relationships uh what you should be looking for what what young women should be looking for in young men and the way you dissected going back to your <laughs> biology terms but the way you dissected those verses in that story pastor it impacted me so deeply that it still resounds in in my life and like i said i still try to teach from that and and that makes so much sense <laughs> well you know broadening that concept a little bit um, I always, even I'm 59 years old. I started pastoring when I was 27. Wow! But I, I and I grew up in the church. I, I heard, I heard all kinds of preachings, mm. you know. And quite frankly, I would go sometimes to convention and say, okay, you know, I want, I want to hear this. And, and yeah. I was 11. I was eight. I was wow. 12. You know, and I, I, I couldn't understand. And I just thought, well, maybe these men are so deep or so high oh. that that they just, you know, I, I'll get there when. Yeah. But later, I found out that. That we need, we needed at that time a lot of practical, mm. you know, to connect the yeah. theology with with what goes on Monday morning or yeah. Friday night, you know. Yeah. And that particular lesson on Boaz and Ruth, yeah, whose damsel is this? Yes, you, yes. You have to find out who the family is and all that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's very important. But the, yeah, but the, I think the broader point is is to be uh, to be practical, mm. and people want to know how. How to? Okay, yeah. I should live for God, but show me how. Yes, yes. And, and at the, especially at the beginning of my ministry, I I did that, and I, I think what one of the things that gave us success is that I would attack the problem with sermon series. In other words, for example, on my first or second Wednesday nights at, at this church, I mean, it was like it was recess time. Kids were running, juniors mm. walking in and up. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? Yeah. So. I, I remember that I went and I ordered Dr. Dobson's book, Dare to Discipline. Mm. I ordered them in Spanish and in English because we had bilingual. And I said, you know, we're going to go a chapter every Wednesday. Mm. And I did, and that's how I attacked that problem, mm. the tithing problem. I took four or five uh, Sunday school lessons that I made and just, you know, just attacked it with the word, mm -hmm. with teaching. And that 
usually take care of most of them. Yeah. And that's what I always appreciated also about your ministry, uh, Pastor Oberde, because I would always hear you comment, uh, a pastor can't tell uh, people what to do. Uh, a pastor can only instruct or, or share the word of God, and the word of God is going to tell people what to do. <laughs> and and I always love that. I always loved hearing that because it made so much sense, you know, when it's backed up with the word. Right. Well, you know, one of the one of our taglines here at this church is, you know, when, when people move move here, uh, I, I don't take their letters anymore. That we have a membership coordinator, but but there was a time when I would I would interview everyone, and I would tell them, look, we are adults, and we're mm. going to treat you as adults. You know, I, I'm just the sign here. And, <laughs> Right, right behind the church, there's a, on the freeway here, it says San Diego, you mm. know, and there's a sign. I said, you can go park under that sign, but you're not in San Diego. That mm. sign just points. That's what I am. Yeah. And there's heaven, let's go. Let's go. And I'm not going to, I can't be babying you to mm -hmm. come to church or to tithe or to worship. At the end of the day, you're going to be saved or not. Yeah. And I'll do my best to, to instruct, but, you know, so, so it is, it, I think it's refreshing uh, especially this day and age when people are, are treated as adults. Mm. And you don't have to, you get to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's a big difference for sure. For sure, Pastor. Uh, so, in Pastor, it seems like just you, you were motivated, you had the passion to do what, what you were called to do, Pastor. But what were some of those times, Pastor, or, or how did how did you handle some of those times, Pastor, when, when challenges, just, just like... You know, there's sun, there's rain, there's darkness, there's light. What were some of the things that, that just kind of helped you get through some of those challenging times as you were coming up so fast? Well, you know, brother, <laughs> vision, yes. vision is, is what's going to sustain you. Mm. So of course, there's there's trying times. Sure. Uh, and, and every church, every family mm. goes through trying times. But, um, you know, who who am I? Uh, one of the problems I think we have in in the in the church world and mm -hmm. and in the in the apostolic assembly also is that titles mm. sometimes are more important than they should be. Mm. I am who I am with during and without. Yeah, I remember when I was general secretary, a uh, I guess a well-meaning bishop came up to me and he said, <laughs> "Well, I guess I have to I have to respect you now. You're the general secretary." And I said, no, 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 please don't do that. I said, <laughs> respect me before, respect me during, respect me after because yeah. I'm a person. Yes. And I should respect you also, you know, uh, in spite of the title. <laughs> yes. So there's a lot of, uh, I think I still see a lot of emphasis being put in. Mm. Titles are honorable, but it's, it's not the title that makes a man. It's the man that makes the yeah. title. So, you know, through the storms, what do you do? Again, it's through the word of God. Yeah. It, it, you get to know him better. You know, they, they said, who is this man who even the winds and the storms mm. obey him? Well, of course they knew who he was. Yes. But in the storms, you ask the right questions. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, you know, the, yeah, we had storms. We've had storms all of our life and we continue. I don't know if you've heard the messages I've preached, um, the secret of the loaves and the secret of the of the wine. Mm. And, and, you know, God God will take you and he'll break you. He'll bless you, and then he'll break you, and then he'll give you, and it's a continual process. Mm. You know, so my wife has had cancer twice. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, we've had problems at the church mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, the, my struggles and, and challenges with the assembly throughout time. Mm-hmm. But I remember one of the, I, I've always been a, a pusher of an innovator. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that's, believe it or not, here's a, here's a, a piece of trivia. <laughs> I'm the one that started the, the praise teams, you know, singing on the platform. And wow, I was criticized around this area. You know, what are the women doing up there? And I was, and now everybody has, you know, praise teams up there. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm the one that was always fighting against boring meetings. Mm. You know, just calling, <laughs> calling for meetings. And why yeah. if we're not going to do anything? And so um, yeah, that's that's look. There's a real funny message I preached uh, in Union City, man, 20 years ago or more. Mm. It was in the early 90s, I think. It's called Abigail's Plea. Mm. And, I, and I, it, it's, it's, I think it's the most hilarious message I've ever preached because I, it was a lot of laughter. But I was telling that when I was eight years old, my dad was, a, was an elder. So when there was sector services, we'd go rent a church because our church was too small. Whatever. Mm. And I, I would get so angry and jealous when we'd walk into the Nazarene mm. or the Methodist church. And, you know, the pastor, the secretary, you know, it was all in order. They And we didn't even have a phone, you yeah. know, a public phone. <laughs> and I would tell my dad, Dad, when are we going to do this? Yeah. And he said, un día, mijo, tú lo vas a hacer, you know. I said, yeah. So I, I told him when we got our public phone in the lobby, I thought we were NASA. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we just, uh, we're moving forward. Yes. You know? I've always I've always loved excellence. Mm. For the work of the Lord. Yes, oh, that's great, Pastor. And uh, in, in, in your work, Pastor, uh, in your ministry, um, not only just uh, being able to preach and obviously teach, you know, all these wonderful messages that you do, uh, but you've also got to um, you have your your disciple tree that 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 many um, young men have come from your ministry and become pastors. You know, and and ultimately, I, I I believe that that can be a goal, or that that's the way. It, you know, some people say it should be, but you know, you really don't see that a lot. But uh, I got to speak with um, Pastor uh, Mike Ortega from uh, uh, from Ohio there, and yes. yeah, he was just telling me the big influence you had in him and early in his life. Uh, but can you share with me a little bit about that discipleship, Pastor? What you, how you feel that works in your ministry? Well, of course, uh, I, more than a classroom or a or a or a curriculum, it's mm. it's a lifestyle. It's spending mm-hmm. time with with these gentlemen and um, uh, investing yourself in them mm-hmm. and and believing in them. Mm. I remember, oh, I don't know, fifteen years ago, no, maybe more. I, I gathered all the leaders. And I said, look, I'm going to tell you something that's going to change our lives and it's going to change the culture of this church. Mm. And I said, look, you are not here to help me build a great church and a great name for myself. Mm -hmm. I am here to help you be whatever God wants you to be, Mm. wherever God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. So there was like a just like a a sigh of relief. And, (laughs) you know, you're not mine. You're God's. Mm. And so I rather launch them than lose them. Mm. It's like it's like a young man that grows up and it's time to get married. You know, yeah. for a while it's okay, but after a while there's two <laughs> men in the house. You know, and and and, and the, the law of, of of God is you get up, you grow, and mm. you know, ninety five percent will get married and leave mm-hmm. the home. Yeah. You know, a man shall leave <laughs> yeah. his father and his mother. And so, uh, pastors who don't understand that and want to want to keep everybody there by force mm. uh, it doesn't work they get frustrated yeah. it's time to go so I believe in them and then I launch them 
and our, our relationship is even deeper and sweeter because when they have a problem mm. with a calendar, they'll call their bishop. When they have a real problem, yeah. they'll call me. And that's what that's what Paul said. In fact, I was just at Brother Arminio Leal's inauguration in Kansas City. Mm. He, I, 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 I witnessed to him. I gave him the Bible studies. I baptized him and wow. installed him as pastor all throughout the years. And so he's the bishop now. And I said, look, ye have not many fathers. Because mm. although, although you may have 10,000 tutors, I have begotten you mm. through Christ by the gospel. You know, so that yeah. relationship with Brother Spino, even though Brother Spino left a little early, he mm -hmm. left, um, he was the first one to, to leave. But in in about 30 feet from here, there's a prayer room, and we have a picture of all the pastors who have left this church. Oh. And so every morning I, I, I greet them, <laughs> I greet them and I pray for them, you know, and, and wow. their pictures are on that wall. Um, and so that, that relationship is, is it's greater and it's, yeah. it's on another level. Oh, that that's awesome, Pastor. That's awesome, uh, and and being there in Fontana, California, Pastor. I believe if I did the math correctly, because uh, I was reading a biography of yours, but it says that you were there about 1984 at the start and to present. So 32 years pastoring there locally, I believe, if that's correct. Um, where do you, what is God just doing? I mean, I hear the preachings and everything. I know. Uh, that God is just moving, but what do you feel God is, is directing you towards right now, Pastor? Well, you brother, you know, funny, my wife and I drove by here on the Interstate 10 on our honeymoon, 30, it's going to be 38 years. Wow. And uh, and we looked around and we said, what an ugly place. Oh. I would never live here. <laughs> so so never say never. never. God, has to say, God has a sense of humor. Yes. Well, you know what's happening right now, brother? Um my my sons and my sons my two sons mm -hmm. and my sons in the ministry here i i've kind of left to them the day-to-day -day operations mm. of the church and all the you know all the new technology and stuff mm. and uh i am at a season because there's three seasons in the pastorship there's there's when you're with the people mm -hmm. you know pastor with the people you have to be at all their parties and all their graduations and you have to be with them you you, you have god was with us Emmanuel, yeah. god with us you know but if you many pastors make the mistake of staying there mm. for 20 years uh, there comes a point where you have to go before the people and then get teams that will service the people but through teams mm. and then later on like my season now it's it's, it's you're with the lord mm -hmm. you know God told Moses, you know, be with a congregation, be before the people, and then come and meet me at the mountain. Mm. So, for example, you know, when there's waves of marriage problems or fornication or just different problems that come before, I'd sit there with with appointments, talking to the families, mm. talking to the, you know, and just time consuming and because that's what I was supposed to do. Now I have people who handle that. Mm. And when I see a wave like that coming, I'll get in the prayer room for a couple of days mm. and fight it there. You know? wow, so Josh was down fighting the Amaleks, literally, but Moses is up here with his hands raised. Wow. And, and so that's where the alignment comes in. Yes. yes. The power, you know, um, because when, as your church grows, and that's one thing that, you know, um, our, our assembly doesn't have a lot of, a lot of large, large, large churches. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different ballgame. Mm. So there's a lot of fighting that goes on my knees. So right now, my, my day is to pray. Mm. To her messages and to write. I'm 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 finishing up a book right now that that uh, I'm going giving giving it the last touch-ups, and that should be out in a couple of months. Awesome, Pastor. 
Oh, that's great. That's great. Wow, Pastor. Ed, it's just such an honor to speak with you, sir. And um, and uh, to hear, you know, everything that's that's God is just doing in your life. Uh, and God's doing in the ministry for you. Uh, one of the things that I always find uh, about your ministry, along with other things that you do, Pastor, but it, it's always family Orientated, the, the the like you mentioned earlier, the importance of a father figure in someone's life, or the or the role or the importance of a mother, and the role and importance of a is that from your background, like having your dad being that strong influence and a praying mother. It, it definitely, yeah. yeah. We would do church with him. You okay. know, he yeah. would take us out to the prune fields and play guitars, and wow. and uh, and then he would take us on vacation, you know, and with the mini bikes and and the motorhomes. Mm. But we would stop and preach, you know? <laughs> and so it, it was always the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, yeah, my my three kids are here. My 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 oldest son, uh, I mean, that's a whole other story. He's a little more timid. Mm. And uh, quick story here: he he's never wanted to be in the ministry, and I've never pushed him. Mm-hmm. And, and years ago, about five years ago, they said, "Now we're going to have a, on a pastor's day." You know, I didn't see any special speaker in the Spanish service. I mm. did in the English, but in the Spanish. So I said, well, I don't know. And then they said, we're going to hear a preacher. And he comes out. And he said this in Spanish. He said, it's real hard to be a pastor's son. Mm. He said, but it's even harder to be this pastor's son. And he told a story of when he would go to visit a friend at a church. They would ask him his name. Okay, you're going to preach. He says, I don't preach. What do you mean? Your name is Sam Valverde. You don't preach. So he grew under that cloud. But he made it. He made it. He's here. And he has a small group for uh, for young couples. And my my son Tim is a celebration pastor, and he's just a whirlwind. He's mm. he's everywhere. And Missy's the producer; she produces the services and special events. And so um, they're all here. We're all working yeah. together. So our family meetings are just all about you know what we did wrong. Yeah. And that's where I get scolded <laughs> and I get adjusted. Dad, you can't say that. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I, I don't know how much time we have, but one day uh, I used to sit on the platform on my mm-hmm. chair with the assistant pastor and stuff. And, and one day my son sit me down with an iPad and said, Dad, we want to show you something. So they're showing me the service and the service is going on. And then I, I grab, I stopped singing. I grabbed my Bible. I'm looking for a verse. And they stopped and they said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I was thinking of a verse for the sermon. He said, well, don't you have a week to do that? And I oh. said, yes. And they said, look, you're the only one not worshiping. And then uh, they put it on again, and I, I looked back, and I called an usher, and they stopped. They said, Dad, you do that. Everybody's distracted. And then one last time, uh, they sang a, a corito that I didn't like, and my face showed it. So they said, Dad, what? we have a proposition. Either behave or sit on the bottom. So so I, I opted not to behave, and I sit on the bottom now. But, I mean, it, so that's what we do. We yeah. record our services, and then we, we, crit- we critique them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's I, I created a monster. You're cre- <laughs> well, <laughs> they're following along, like you said, with the perfection. They're following up, yeah. but they're on another level. <laughs> I mean, they're on another level. Uh, but uh, it's good because it brings excellence. Yes, 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 yes. You know, that's that's great. Uh, so, um, wow, Pastor, that that's just great to hear the uh, everything you're sharing. We thank you so much, Pastor. Um, if there was anyone. Uh, if there was just anything, Pastor, that you would like to share for someone listening, you know, I, I uh, most of the listeners I get to see little, uh, um, just little feedbacks from who's listening, and, and most of them are church. You know, most of them are unchurched from different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Uh, wh- what would your message uh, be to them, Pastor? What would you, what what word would you want to share with them? Well, thank you, brother. You know, life 
life brings you things that you don't expect, mm-hmm. that sometimes you don't deserve. And, and we always have to keep the right attitude mm. by knowing who we are serving. Yeah. We are serving God, and yeah. we're ultimately in His hands. We're going to have good days and bad days, rain and shine, but He promised to be with us all the time. So a, a, I think a consistent prayer life to be mm. connected with God, to know, like John 15 says, that without Him we can do nothing. Mm. And if we're connected to the vine, everything else is going to be okay. Um, and love your family. It's it's. It's not, it's not deep. It's just be nice, yeah. love God, and be nice and respect people, you know, and, and suffer your, your trials and weep through the night and, and, and rejoice in the morning and uh, enjoy. Life is too short mm. to be bitter, to be, you know, with regrets. Today is a new day. Today is the day the Lord has made, and today we can get something done. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, if, I, if I pray and exercise... By 7 o'clock in the morning, whatever comes, I'm ready for it. You see what I mean? I pray and I exercise. And then everything else will fall into place. Amen, Pastor. <laughs> All right. Pastor, again, thank you so much for, for this time. I, I know you, you got a lot on, uh, on on your agenda. And I really want to appreciate you for, for your willingness and your participation. And just for sharing that good news of, of that God. You know, God is God is awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and, thank you, brother. Oh, my pleasure, Pastor. And and for all those that are listening, uh, I'm going to put a link on for the uh, Fountain, uh, the Truth, uh, I'm sorry, Fountain of Truth uh, Apostolic Church. There'll be a link there on the website. You can give it, uh, you can give a look. So if you're in that area there in California, you can go, it has their schedule. It has sermons on there. Uh, it has all the information you'll need for the church. Pastor, again, thank you so much. And God bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.